She told me that tomorrow, I was wearing that beret again, and if that brat said anything about it, that I should say, well, why are you wearing that stupid face? Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. I'm Kira. And I'm Griff. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello. Griff, welcome back to... The United States Los of America. Los Estados Unidos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was Norway? How was Iceland? Both were incredible. The shoot itself, it was a 10-day shoot, so it was a bit of a marathon. And we were shooting outside most of it. So the elements, even though it's summer, were pretty intense. But to see like the countryside of both countries was uh, once in a, well, hopefully not once in a lifetime, but I'm so thankful I got to see it because it was stunning, both countries. Did you get the shot? <laughs> In the words of Tyra Banks. I think we, when we wrapped, the photographer looked at the shots. I think we have 40,000 photos. Or, oh and that, I mean, I say we. He has to go through all of those and select, obviously, the ones that will be in the catalog. So we got more than a shot, I'd say. But hopefully one of one or two are like the shot. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It was, it was incredible. How was your time? We were so far away from each other. I know. Everything is good. That's 40,000 shots. That's funny. When I was in Boston directing that show, we had like a photo shoot, obviously. And comedians like hate having their photo taken so much that I was like, we would be like in one location. And after like 15 minutes, I'd be like, I think we got it. Let's uh, switch locations. And the photographer's like, you have me like for a few hours. Like there's time. And I was like, you don't understand. Like they, they like fade really, really quickly. Totally. They have no like stamina in front of the camera and neither do I. Like, yeah, yeah. so, and we just like cut him early yeah. and he was like, you have me till two o'clock. I was like, mm, no, <laughs> you're like, you've paid for me for four hours and you used him for like one. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I uh, obviously have come up in the industry in front of the camera with modeling and a lot of people, you know, do theater as actors and then transition yeah. to film. So yeah, I'm, I like being in front of the camera, but I know that a lot of super talented talent maybe yourself, are not as comfortable. I like being behind the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, want to dive into today's crime? Let's go. Perfect. I'll be presenting this. This is episode 20. Wow. Let's hear some applause from everyone. Our podcast can almost drink. <laughs> yeah, one more. And I'll get a vodka tonic, I'm sure. Yes. So let's dive right into this one. This has been submitted. And of course, let's just reiterate that all names in this have been changed. Mm -hmm. And if you send us a crime with some pseudonyms and some not pseudonyms, we will go back in and bleep out the names. Thank you so much for adding work to our time. Thank you for the producers. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, thank you to our out. editors. We love you. Yeah. No, all of the names have been changed. Nothing is going to get us in trouble. Ha -ha. Um, and Try so as you might. <laughs> you can't get us. <laughs> that was a doozy. This crime was submitted by listener Jasmine. And she actually wrote in, can my fake name be Jasmine? Around this time, she's talking about the crime. I was begging my parents to change my name to Jasmine because there were apparently three other girls with the, her actual name in her class. So she's always had a, an, an affinity for Jasmine. Love that. Love that. So yes, submitted by Jasmine. Thank you, Jazzy. Those involved, I mean, her name's Jasmine. So obviously, I'm going to call the boy in the story. I know what it's going to be. What do you think it's going to be? It's going to be Aladdin. It sure is. I was obsessed with that film when I was younger. Like obsessed. I would call, I would tell people that my name was Abu. <laughs> That's how obsessed I was. 
Yeah. And I love not Aladdin. I loved Jasmine's hair. Probably one of the earliest signs that I was queer. I loved Jasmine's hair. And that got me into my my hair fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. Really interesting for somebody with absolutely no hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a, I'm as bald as you can get without being bald. Have you ever worn like a wig with like a lot of hair? I had an like a curly afro in most of high school. Oh, I yeah, cut it did. before college. During your Abercrombie and Fitch days. <laughs> Ex- or wait, Hollister. Hollister, same family. Maybe I'll post that to our Insta story just to show the listeners what I used to look like. But no, I've never worn a wig. I will for a role. I'll grow my hair out for a role even. But And if I ever do drag, which I still really want to do, put a wig on me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got so many stupid character wigs. I'll bring one for you one day and you could do the podcast in a wig. We should both do a, an episode in a wig. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? If we ever get, if ever anyone ever submits us a crime related to hair loss or like a bad haircut, actually we've got one. I know. I was just thinking of that. We okay. won't spoil it for the listeners, but maybe we rock a wig. We digress. Yeah, we digress. Anyway, cool. So we've got Jasmine who submitted, Aladdin who was the boy in the story. You'll hear more about him. Mm-hmm. And then Jasmine's mother, who I will call June. Love like that. The month. Perfect. This occurred in elementary school in 1996. Mm, okie So Jasmine's throwing it back to 96. Love that. Let's dive in. <clears throat> Hi, Griff. Hi, Kira. I've been keeping this secret since 1996, and I think I'm finally ready for a judgment. You came to the right place, Jasmine. (laughs) (laughs) We are nothing if not judgmental. In 1996, my family moved from Long Island, New York, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Classic childhood move. (laughs) We moved in November, and I was in second grade at the time. During one of my first few weeks at my new school, I showed up dressed to the nines. I had an adorable winter jacket, in parentheses, the fancy kind, not the puffy kind. Mm -hmm. A cute sweater, cute little boots, and the piece de resistance. (laughs) I butchered that. I'm a Spanish speaker. A purple beret. Cute. Yeah. Very, like, young, second grade girl. I mean, feeling very, like, Eloise. That's exactly. I couldn't think of her name, so I wasn't going to say it. Very (laughs) Eloise. We'll continue. The morning went without incident. I got to my cubby and stored my winter gear for the day. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, our teacher sent us back to our cubbies to gather our things before we headed to the buses. Mm -hmm. Lots of talk about there. Cubbies, buses, love that. Sure. (laughs) Short griff. (laughs) As I was placing my beret back into its rightful place, my cubby mate, Aladdin, (laughs) by the way, in parentheses, she has his name. It's like burned into her brain. Yeah. She's listed it here, obviously, for the sake of his protection. We won't use it, but mm-hmm. she says, yes, I still remember his name. <clears throat> Seems like this one would have been low stakes to say it. Yeah. But when in doubt, totally. leave it out. And we know now to just leave it <laughs> out. So we'll go with Aladdin also because that's way cooler. My cubby mate Aladdin looked over at me and said, why are you wearing that stupid hat? <gasps> I was devastated. I froze. I had no words. I silently put my beret into my backpack and, still in shock, went to my bus. When I got home, my mom asked me where my beret was, obviously. I immediately broke down and explained to her what that turd had said to me. Yeah. Oof. We might have to bleep out the word turd. It's really, (laughs) really raunchy language here. (laughs) Now, my mom is a petty woman. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) 
Now, my mom is a petty woman, and she had no problem helping her three daughters act just as petty. In parentheses, I am the middle child, and this is important later, I swear. She told me that tomorrow, I was wearing that beret again, and if that brat said anything about it, that I should say, well, why are you wearing that stupid face? <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah, of course. She she gave her a comeback to use. My but, mom would never. My mom would be like, just don't wear that hat anymore. I, want, I, don't, I wonder what my mom would say. My mom's, she's got a, a tongue on her. That sounds weird, but she's got a mouth on her. That's the correct way of saying it. <clears throat> Anyway, let's continue. Oh, that mother of mine's got a tongue on her. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I smell a social clip coming up. <laughs> she continues. Let me tell you, I had never been so excited to go back to school. Ooh. I was ready. So, the next day, I marched into my classroom and made a dramatic show of taking off my beret. But it was the same as the day before. A morning without incident. Mm. So I waited all day for my next opportunity. Mm -hmm. The afternoons hold the drama. <laughs> the kids are tired and petty. <laughs> At the end of the day, I basically sprinted to my cubby. <laughs> I took my time gathering my things, making sure Mr. Hat Hater, a.k.a. Aladdin, mm -hmm. was there when it was time to put on the beret. When the time came, I again put on the dramatics. I did everything I could think of to make him say something again. But he said nothing. Not one word. My mom slash my witty comeback went unused. Again, I faced end-of-day devastation, but for a completely different reason this time. I moped all the way back to my bus and pouted the entire bus ride home. You know, can I interject? You may. I think this is what is tough about planning a comeback after the fact. <laughs> they were hoping he would say the exact same thing again. Yeah. <laughs> probably that's just not going to happen. Yeah, and I feel like you know that. I mean, you're a comedian, so if you, like, write a joke before your live show and hope that someone... Well, we do that work? We do write jokes oh. before our shows. That's called preparing oh, material. Wait, but no, I mean, I think they would be the equivalent of, like, crowd work. If somebody heckled <laughs> you during a show and you didn't say anything in the moment, but then later in the show you went, remember when you told me... I, well, then this, Mr. Hat Hater. Yeah, yeah. The like, crowd's just like, is she okay? It has to be in the moment. But hey, I'm, I mean. She's a young comedian. She's learning, right? She's, she's, she's figuring it out. Absolutely. And, you know, her mother is planning the fantastic material. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we continue. I continue. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm the middle child. And I don't care what anyone says. The stereotypes are true. I was the forgotten child. Definitely the least favorite. <laughs> Jesus. I was so excited at the thought of going home and making my mom proud, but that jerk ruined it by holding his tongue. I got home and I walked through the door and my mom immediately asked me how it went. Now, I don't know what took over me, but the words came out before I could even think. Oh. Do you smell where this is going? Mm -hmm. I told her that he had said something again and I asked him about his stupid face. I immediately felt guilty, but my mom's face lit up. She was so proud and excited for me slash her. <laughs> <laughs> I added that. To this day, my fiancé is the only person who knows that I never got to say anything. I've held on to the secret for 26 years. And to add to my guilt, this story of me standing up to Aladdin is very popular in my family and gets told often. My wedding is in December, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone mentioned the story in their speech. I'm in pretty deep, 
but I'm finally ready for my judgment. Is seven-year-old me guilty? Is 32-year-old me guilty for holding on to the secret? (laughs) We all know Aladdin is guilty. And is my mom guilty? I need the pros to weigh in. Incredible submission. (laughs) That is so fun. Elementary school, I haven't, it's like, first of all, I don't have many memories from elementary school, so it's hard to like think back. Hmm. But yeah, it was a really traumatizing time for me. What are your initial thoughts? Cure, cure. My initial thoughts. One thing I'm wondering is, what would it be like if, okay, you said to me, why are you wearing that stupid hat one day during cubby moment? And then during the next day during cubby moment, I go, why are you wearing that stupid face? (laughs) I'm trying to decide, does it work? Yeah, right. Even without the first part, maybe, since it's a repeating pattern. I feel like it could. She should have just said it cold. Yeah. I, that, I feel like that would have, and it really would have alarmed him. Yeah, totally. Could have been fun. Because, I, mean, I mean, it's hard to get into the mentality of a second grade boy. It's funny that he had said it one day and then it was just like crickets the next. Mm-hmm. Like he just had to get off his chest then and then like had no recollect, recollection of saying it. Well, I mean, or, he was flirting. Oh, I nev- that never even crossed my mind. If they don't care about you, they don't talk to you. Oh. Well, I'm God. perpetuating uh, stereotypes that are unproductive to women about men and attention and insults. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably little second grader was totally. he wanted attention. Oh, totally. To say the least. That's textbook elementary school flirting, which mm-hmm. comes, you're right, which comes in the form of Why teasing. are you wearing that stupid hat? Yeah. Oh, man. If she just, she, she's not used to flirting at that age. So she was just like. <laughs> she was insulted. Yeah, she was insulted because she was so proud of it. Did you have anything when you were younger, probably around the same age, wardrobe wise that you were religious about that was kooky like a purple beret um did you go to elementary school i did go to elementary school griff did you go to elementary school no i was educated in a lab like 11 (laughs) little petri dish baby yeah to (laughs) practice my powers (laughs) yeah i did i didn't i don't think i had like an iconic. Oh, yes, I did actually. Ooh. My mom w- dressed me in a lot of like foofy, flouncy dresses, but <laughs> I had a pair of Tims that oh. I loved. Okay. And in all pictures of me, I'm like proudly wearing my Tims. I love that. A little butch moment early <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> what about you? Did you have? The only thing I remember from like first, second grade era is my getting my name on the board for the first time. So the first times I ever got in trouble, first was in kindergarten for talking during nap time. With my friend Crystal, mm-hmm. that was traumatizing. I was a good boy. Like, I, I was a pretty good kid throughout all of school. Sure. So, like, getting in trouble was pretty traumatizing. And then in first grade, I got my name on the board for also talking when we were meant to be quiet. Mm. So, nothing egregious, but, like, I don't know. I've been known to talk. Sure. As our listeners probably <laughs> figured it out. But in terms of clothes, fourth grade, I remember having this, like, lemon yellow pair of pants that zipped off at the knees. Do you remember those? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'll have to track down a picture of my parents, but I loved those pants. They didn't go with anything else that I owned. Yeah. But who cares at that age? I just loved them. And then- Remember those types of pants? So yeah. you zip them up. Yeah. I How? will occasionally still see an adult wearing those. Oftentimes like tourists from Europe and LA. Yeah. Which, they're practical, right? You've though. packed shorts, you've packed pants. Yep. They're, uh, it's Even if one and... leg is hot, you've got options. <laughs> yeah, just take one off. No, yeah, I was I was obsessed with those pants. And I loved fashion as a kid because I was queer. So I'm sure I had other examples that I just can't think of. But, sure. Yeah. But at any rate. Yeah. So you had mentioned earlier that your mom might not have 
like fed you a comeback. She would never. Yeah. I in no world. <laughs> she was just she's just too nice of a person. Just ig- just ignore them. Don't look like d- yeah, yeah. Very non confrontational. That's how I was raised, and I probably will if I have kids raise them the same way, but I have no qualms with a mom feeding their kids a comeback and saying like, get them. I think that's cool. That's it's funny. I mean, you just very quickly as an adult woman brought up the fact that this kid could could have been flirting. It's funny that her mom, Jasmine's mom, didn't also come to that quick conclusion. Mm. And instead of being like, uh, here's a comeback to like bring this other second grade boy down. She didn't in her mind go, oh, he's just being cute. He probably thinks you're, he probably likes you. So I guess I'm more on her side than mine in the sense that I'm like, even if he was flirting, he can't be rude to you. Totally. Yeah. He Well, because the mom more so than me is, is appreciating the impact, which is that her daughter was upset and yeah. sad about her hat. That's fair. So she's like, I'll give you. That's fair. And you want to, I mean, I hope to have kids one day and uh, I mean, bullying's just weirdly a part of growing up, I suppose. Like everyone yeah. has... Someone who pokes them, some people more than others, which is really sad. But yeah, I hope to like teach my kids to stand up. I don't know that I would like write down a comeback for them and send them off to school the next day (laughs) with it. But I got to teach them to stand up for themselves or it's just going to like snowball, right? Yeah. I think the mom is not guilty. Who are you jumping the gun? Well, I'm just, I'm just taking that off the table. Okay. Uh, Is that, can I? I'm mom, mama June. Yeah, okay. June, I think you are I think you are not guilty. I oh. think giving your kids something spicy to say is very fun. Ooh, interesting take. I will let you finish, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I since agree it, with that. it since you presented the case and I do yep. get to decide. I know my place. I like I said, I am a good boy. <laughs> I guess before we go into the rest of the deliberate our verdicts, did you ride the bus going to school? I had one traumatizing experience on the bus and I never rode the bus again. Oh. Can you share with the listeners what that was? I rode the bus in kindergarten and there was a bus driver filling in and they drove by my house a bunch of times and they didn't let me off the bus. And I was just sitting on the bus, sitting on the bus, sitting on the bus. And my mom called the school and was like, my kid's on the bus. Like, why isn't she getting off? The bus keeps driving by. I see it. I can see the bunny bus because it like has a picture of a bunny in the window to help the kindergartners know where to go because we couldn't read yet. Like she's on the bunny bus and like it keeps driving by. Like, why isn't my kid getting off the bus? Like... And I was on the bus crying, like, oh. I'll, they're not letting me off the bus. Uh-oh. And I had just seen this episode of Arthur where, like, DW oh. falls asleep on the bus and it ends up taking her to, like, the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, my gosh. And I, so I, like, lived through the trauma. And then my mom never made me take the bus again. From then on, she walked me to school. That's really nice. So Your mom does sound very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bus culture is so weird. It's like, I mean, we got, we lived in the country, so. We well, you were probably to, a minute away from school. We were. So like the route that we took, we were the first to be dropped off after school. And then on the way to school, we were the last to be picked up. So we mm. had a very small time spent on the bus. And it was such politics, right? Back of the bus were the cool kids mm-hmm. and the older kids. And front of the bus were like kindergartners that didn't know how to ask the bus to stop. Yeah. Yeah, funny, funny things. Oh, God. Elementary school, man. All right. Are we any any last thoughts? We already no. have an idea of how the mother plays into this. Yeah. All right. Are you are you ready to are you ready to rule? Yeah. Perfect. Let's do it. Why don't we circle back to the mother? Expand on that a little bit. Okay. The mother, I think it is her prerogative to tell Griff is Griff is sipping from his criminal or minimal mug in the most dramatic fashion. Uh, I'm just actively listening, Kira. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do the same. 
Mm. Does the water taste better in that mug? Uh, that is McDonald's cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What? They need to sponsor us. <laughs> Them and Crocs. And, and I, quickly, I can see the coffee level in the lighter blue color mm-hmm. better than if it was in my black color. Yes. But I don't drink coffee, so I drink only water in mugs. Mm-hmm. So so just for the listeners, if you do have a substance that you're aiming to hide, go with the black interior. <laughs> yeah. If you have nothing to hide, you go with the blue interior. Which fits very well for what it says, criminal or minimal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. If uh, your contents are criminal... Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. vodka. So yeah, mom, no, not guilty. I think that's fun. Give your kid a comeback. Like that's just, I mean, that's a little bit feistier than maybe what I'm used to, but I'm, I'm here for it. I think it's great. Give it to him. And then the daughter, Miss Jasmine herself. I would say her actions as a seven-year-old are Ooh. minimal because mm-hmm. you're a little kid and you wish you'd said it, but you didn't get a chance and you lied and you were little and who cares? Like you, seven-year-olds, you can do no wrong. To me at the time, minimal. Yeah. And she wanted to make her mom proud. I'm right? not <laughs> finished. <laughs> Fast forward to present day, Jasmine. <laughs> you're guilty. Oh. The first... Like, once you were in adulthood, when somebody brought it up, you should have been like, I got to come clean. And you didn't. Mm -hmm. So, adult Jasmine, you're guilty. Guilty. And can I say, if I were you, I would, you know, because no one's going to blame seven-year-old you. That's, like, (laughs) honestly kind of adorable that you tried to lie to say that you pulled off a comeback to make your mom proud of you. Yeah. Own that line now. The next time it comes up organically... Because you don't want an anecdote said at your wedding that wasn't true because you just won't enjoy it. Oh, that's interesting because in my mind, I was like, that would be kind of a fun reveal at the wedding when all of the people that have heard this would would literally be in the same room and you could just come clean in one clean swipe. Jasmine takes the mic and she goes, (laughs) I have to come clean. Yeah, I can imagine she's probably had a few drinks too when Mm -hmm. she does it, yeah. Aladdin emerges from (laughs) underneath the wedding gown. (laughs) They reenact the moment. Why are you wearing that stupid veil? Why are you wearing that stupid face? And then the husband, the new husband, stands up, decks Aladdin (laughs) in the face. He falls to the ground. June stands up, starts a whole clap. Everyone stands, slow clap. And then Aladdin is, like, taken away by the band. (laughs) By the magic carpet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. We'll write that copyright. You can't steal it. You can't steal that from us. Yeah. If you uh, need us to plan flash mobs for your weddings in which you confront former demons, we're more than available. But yeah, I mean, I think Jasmine, that's my advice to you. Not guilty as a kid, a tiny bit guilty now. June, you're perfect. You've done no wrong as a mother. Aladdin, yep, you were guilty then and you're guilty now. Love it. That's all I got. I agree, except maybe with the mom. Because what if that had escalated? What if the boy had... Because Jasmine didn't go to the teacher, right? Oh, okay. So you want to, you think it could have potentially escalated if it had gone down. Totally. If, because, you know, yeah, I think if Aladdin had been butthurt and gone to the teacher and been like, Jasmine said this about me. And then Jasmine gets brought in and she's like, my mom told me to say this. I feel like my teachers would have called my mom and been like, why are you telling your daughter to... Tell somebody they have a stupid face. Yeah, to escalate. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, he would have been in trouble too for saying her hat was stupid. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's the classic two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. And this is entirely hypothetical because it didn't happen that way. So 
Maybe I you're, do see No, her. you're right. Is is calling uh, somebody's face stupid? Could it potentially have really hurt his feelings? Yeah. But her feelings were hurt totally. too. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm also like, I say that and I'm not a turn the other cheek kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So most of me, I'm just being playing devil's advocate. Yeah, here. yeah. Most of me would be like, equipping my child with a comeback too mm. and maybe a weapon. I wouldn't. I would say just ignore him and wear your hat. Oh, yeah. I mean, ignoring is the best solution to any kind of like negative feedback. Yeah. Although we're not ignoring the feedback we're getting. Um, um no, we yeah. don't. We, we don't do that. So yeah, we just, respond and we thank you and But that's cuz yeah. we're not children. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I told okay. a lie when I was little. Could I have I told you about this when I was in second grade? Oh no! There was. This a seems like a very relevant time to tell me. Yeah, there was a Yankee swap at school, <laughs> and uh, or whatever kind of Secret Santa thing, and somebody got me a doll I didn't like. I maybe I've told this once already on the podcast. I don't think so. Somebody gave me a little like porcelain doll, and I didn't like it, and they could tell in the moment that I didn't like it. I don't have a poker face, uh. and they called me, you know, on my house phone after school, the, like the little <laughs> yeah. girl, and was like. You know, that's actually like that doll that I give you is a collector's item or like, you know, it's actually like a really cool doll. Uh-huh. And I lied on the phone and I said, oh, I know. I, I love it. I put it in my window. It's in my window. It's I think it is so cool. I, I, I actually really love it. And my mom was eavesdropping on the mm. phone and I was lying oh. to the girl. And my mom made me call her back and <gasps> say, it's not in my window. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a crime in it. I mean, that's a case in itself. But you that's because were- I had an I had a problem around fibbing. And, oh. and so that was what my mom was trying to nip in the bud. Okay. See, <laughs> we got the added context here. She was a habitual liar as well. Uh, as <laughs> I well was as a being little empathetic. Yeah. I like that you were protecting her. That was uh, that was a nice lie because you were protecting her feelings. I should have I think my mom's point was like, you can say something else that's kind. Like you're, you shouldn't jump to like lying. I see. You could have just been like, feel better. no, I do love it. Thank you. Instead of like, I do love it. It's in my window. I pray to it every night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is what, it, or like, thank you for letting me know. That's so cool. You're just yes anding very early on. Oh, <laughs> my mom did her best to nip it in the bud, but despite your best efforts, Beth, I am where I am. <laughs> <laughs> A blossoming comedian jokes on her because you're doing great. Says so my mom. <laughs> yeah. So jokes on no one. Ready for some criminal or minimal? I think so. That was an interesting and lovely case. Thank you for ruling. Yes. And thank you for submitting, Jasmine. Thanks for presenting Griff. You ready? I'm ready. I got one for you. Perfect. This is from a listener. I'm obsessed. Criminal or minimal? This is a real one. My grandfather still has my wedding album prominently displayed on his coffee table even though I've been separated for two years and divorced this year. Extra context, I wore my now past grandmother's, so his wife's, wedding dress. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I know. Wait, do you know that? Do you know if she's told him that she's divorced? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he knows. He he knows. Oh, my God. That's really complicated because the wedding dress is his wife. Mm -hmm. Um. It's I think, like sweet in a way. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say minimal. You know, obviously she's not with her, her is it her husband? Ex, um, her husband. ex anymore, but ugh, it's still nice to acknowledge what had happened. And I think for the the grandfather, so much of what that union was, was special to him as well, even more so because it was something he had interacted with on his wedding day. So 
I think you can live in the memory that hopefully is acknowledging that she's not in love with him or whatever anymore. But yeah, I'm going to say minimal. That's really romantic. I, I said minimal too. I said, I hope it's not really upsetting to you seeing it there. Yeah. yeah. But I have to say minimal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that one. Mm -hmm. That was really nice. Mine are inspired by my recent travels. I was gone for, I was spent 10 days in Europe. So it'd be crazy if I didn't have takeaways from that. First one. <clears throat> Petty all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> we are international. Not exchanging numbers with someone because they don't have an iPhone and you don't want your text to be green. Criminal or minimal? Do they have an international phone? Is it going to cost money to text them? No. Criminal. <laughs> yeah. You cannot be that much of an elitist. Yeah. Yeah. Go an green. An elitist. <laughs> oh, my God. God, you're good. Go green. Yeah, I agree. Criminal. Cool. Another submission from a listener, a submissioner. <laughs> We've covered this with pets, but now a mom creating an Instagram account for her child and writing the captions for the posts as if it's the toddler writing them, such as, I love my mommy so much. Oh my goodness. That particular <laughs> caption, criminal. <laughs> I think the whole like act of, oh man, that's maybe also criminal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How old is the child? I mean, old enough or young enough to not have access to Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to say criminal. Just criminal, like, criminal, criminal, criminal. I don't know that, a, especially today, like a person does not need to go their whole life attached to social media. I think we're lucky that we didn't have it as kids. Yeah. I think we're now like kind of really uh, embedded in it now. So just like keep them off of it until they ask to be on it because when they ask, it's going to be a whole new world for them. And yeah. I don't know. A gift of youth should be. Totally. Yeah. And I know a lot of child actors who's, it's, I don't know them, but I know of them. It's part of their brand. And obviously like in their bio on Instagram, it's like, managed this account is managed my, by my mommy. Yeah. Good one. Criminal. Criminal. Oh, interesting. Okay. This one's inspired by someone I was traveling with who I really like, but she's quirky. Okay. <clears throat> You're traveling with a group. One person has planned the majority of the trip's logistics for your group. That same person also happens to be allergic to everything. Truly, eggs, fruits, wheat, like everything. Shellfish. Criminal or minimal? That same person chooses which restaurant your group dines at for every meal. What's the question? Criminal or minimal? Yeah. I mean, so she's allergic to everything. Yeah, yeah, no, and I she's get the it. one making the food decisions. Good. She should be. Oh. She probably spent hours finding a restaurant in Oslo. Yeah. And in like Reykjavik and all these other places. Good. She's the perfect person to plan the trip. Mm -hmm. Good luck to you. And she's allowed to choose where the group eats, even though she's what, incredibly what, limited. Otherwise, what's she going to do? Eat alone? <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say I say minimal. I mean, if anyone else were to... Yeah, you... No. It, yeah, you, you guys are stuck. You're mm. stuck? You're stuck. Okay, I'm just going to have another sip from my mug. <laughs> we even had our McDonald's together I, today. I know. Well, I, I would... Yeah, I mean... Uh, other, the choices are either she plans for everybody and you guys go to a place that she can eat or she eats alone. <laughs> okay. Right? I guess uh, you had to be there to experience it. Was Were you at restaurants and you were like, oh boy, you've taken us to like, this restaurant is called like oatmeal and <laughs> oatmeal and tuna. And like ice, I don't yeah. want to be at oatmeal and tuna. Like there's so many great restaurants. I think we're it was more like we were, especially in Oslo, like, looking at different menus that were posted outside yeah. and there were certain restaurants that literally six of us wanted to try. And then it was a little bit harder for one person to eat there. 
And so instead of kind of giving way to the group's desires, which didn't happen every time, by the way, and she even mentioned like the, after the trip when we had our final dinner, she's like, this is just something I learned. Like it was, I hadn't traveled like this with a group before. I just thought there could have been a little bit more like mm, six out of seven of us want to eat here. I'll either find something or was Were there certain alone. cuisines that she knew would be easier? Yeah. Every time we sat down though, she had to like go to the chef. She had to ask, and again, we're in foreign countries. So like hit or miss if they speak English well, she needed to talk to the chef to make sure that she could get like a plain breast of chicken. She had like a card printed out in both languages. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was efficient about it. It was just interesting to observe and very uh, just interesting. So like if there's a restaurant all six of you wanted to go to, was she like, I'm pretty sure if I eat here, I will be poisoned? Or was it like, oh, there aren't as many things on the menu? Mm, honestly, a mixture of both. Mm. I'm just going to be honest. Anyway, okay. Not enough context, but I say minimal. Yeah. Okay, this is... Two um, more. Yeah, two more. Two more. Okay, this is a tweet that I saw, and I'm going to read this tweet, and you'll say criminal or minimal. Okay. I just dropped off a DoorDash order in Beverly Hills, and I walked through a guy's front yard back to my car, and he calls out, please don't walk on my grass. So I say, it's cool. I'm wearing Crocs. They have grass-resistant soles. And he goes, oh, oh, got it. I'm so sorry. Criminal or minimal saying that Crocs have grass-resistant soles, whatever that means. I have to say minimal. <laughs> that is incredible quick thinking. <laughs> I don't know if he had that like response used already, but <laughs> I'm a big Croc lover. Pretty sure they're just normal shoes <laughs> and leave been prints. <laughs> he tricked him. He tricked him. He tricked him. We love a trick. Yeah, especially in Beverly Hills. Not my favorite place in L.A., I'm just going to say that right now. And mm. grass is meant to be walked on. Totally. If it's just a yard. Yeah. That person de-escalated a situation that could have been a little bit petty. We love a trick. We love a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> love that. And I'll finish it off with one that I committed on my travels. Good. Hold me accountable. Sorry. And this is a little bit verbose. You're just about to board a plane. You're assigned to a regular economy seat with limited legroom because mm. we're on a budget. Right. While in line to scan your boarding pass, you open the app, the airline's app, to check the seating map. You notice a seat with extra legroom that's opened as you're boarding. So you scan your boarding pass, you board the plane, and instead of sitting in your assigned seat, you sit in the open extra legroom seat, even though you didn't pay $117 to upgrade. Criminal or minimal? Well, all's well that ends well. Yeah. Did it end well? It did. It usually does with me. Minimal, baby. Perfect. But if everyone had done it and they'd all wound up on the same side of the plane, the plane could have somersaulted out of the air. Uh, yes, your your biggest fear in life. Yeah. And that almost happened. Uh, we'll close with what? this. It didn't almost happen, but it got close. We'll close with this. I was on the plane back to Los Angeles, and for some reason they had like an open snack bar on the plane. What? Are and, you? Right? And so the uh, attendant got on the loudspeaker, whatever the fuck it's called, mm -hmm. and was like, and just so you know, there are free complimentary snacks. I've never um, heard a flight attendant just called an attendant. It's true. Yeah. They're an attendant yeah, of the yeah. flight. <laughs> yeah, it's in their name. <laughs> they mentioned that the free snacks bar were right before row six. That's crazy. And so in my mind, in that moment, I quickly flashed back to your phobia. And I was like, if there was a situation where everyone rushed to one side of the plane, it would be now to get those snacks all at seat six or row six. Mm. So I thought of you. That was the only time on the trip that I thought of you. <laughs> but it was a nice callback to your very realistic phobia. Only once in your thoughts, but always in your prayers. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Is that, uh, I say that is criminal. Yeah. <laughs> if that was even a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, but thanks for your answer. Criminal, 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 <laughs> criminal. Everybody stay in your seats and sit where you're supposed to. Actually, I go back to the other criminal criminal and I say criminal also. Oh, no. Everyone okay. sit in your spots. Nobody go anywhere. Yeah. Good thing I got away with it. <laughs> thanks for listening. We love you guys. Till next time. We like you a lot. Stay petty. Stay petty.